Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hooray for Hollywood. Hooray for Hollywood. You're so misunderstood. Keep shining like you should. Hooray for Hollywood. Hey, this is Brett Gersky. Welcome to another episode of On the List. This is episode number 48. It's March 2019, new year on a new podcast network, Believe, B-L-E-A-V. My guest today is a friend of mine who's a very talented musician. She's a singer, songwriter, dancer, also an actress. She just starred as Mimi in Rent on Fox. I'm, of course, talking about Tanache. Hey! What's up, Tanache? How's it going? We're in your home studio right now. We are. Which has an incredible view of Yeah, Hollywood. I can see it, but you can't see it right now. I let let you have the view. But I'm, I'm looking at it right now. It's what do you inspiring. see? You see all of Hollywood. I can see the entire valley and the clouds rolling in from the mountains. It's beautiful. And the Hollywood Hills. <laughs> it's a nice day here in LA. Um, we've had an eventful month. Yep. February was your birthday month. It was. You celebrated many times. I lost count. <laughs> I, <laughs> I lost celebrated count. for like two, three weeks straight. Weeks. Even yeah. February. And actually, so your birthday's February 6th. Mm-hmm. Um, and we and were we in were Fiji. Fiji. <laughs> and so you got two birthdays because... because yeah, I had my whole birthday in Fiji. Right. Like, spent the entire February 6th, day right. in February 6th in Fiji. Then got on a flight, flew back overnight, landed on February 6th in at the morning. 11 a.m. in <laughs> right. L.A., then did the whole day again. Amazing. Then- <laughs> that should be a movie where you yeah, have your birthday Yeah, it was twice. sick. Right? You, I mean, you posted a story with your parents. 48 hour birthday. At Craig's, right? Yep. And That's I was how like, I ended the day. How did, she, how did she have such a long birthday? Yeah, 44, 48 it was, hours. It was pretty adventurous. Um, Someone so beat that. I know. <laughs> it was very well done. Um, so, since we've been back, everyone's been asking about this Fiji trip because we yeah. were posting pictures and videos the whole time. Um, so, before we talk about rent and your career and your albums, which I'm looking at your platinum records on the wall <laughs> um i thought we should do a little fiji recap first for people fiji. um so a group of seven of us flew out there mm-hmm. it was you me jared lee yep. Brittany escato michael kolb hillary massaro Susie peters yep and the idea for this trip started because of jeff wadlow he was my former camp counselor when i was a kid now he's a movie director he's been a guest on the podcast before um, you can go back and listen to that story. But uh, Jeff's directing a movie called Fantasy Island. Fantasy. Fantasy, Fantasy. It's <laughs> fantasy. <laughs> out in Fiji for Blumhouse. He invited us to come out there. And we all took him up on the offer. We were like, yep. you know what? How and it was my birthday, so I was like, perfect It was timing. perfect. And Rent had just ended mm-hmm. like four days before. Yep. Timing couldn't have been better. It was actually perfect. Um, Jeff actually cast four actors that I'm friendly with in the movie. Austin Stoll, who's been on the podcast, Lucy Hale. Maggie Q, Portia Doubleday, so that made it more fun. We met new people. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy O. Yang, <laughs> who's fun. Uh, Ryan Hansen, who I got to work with on Hello Ladies. Parisa Fitzhenley. Um, so everyone out there who wants to go to Fiji, first of all, you should definitely go, right? Definitely. And take notes starting now, because this is what we did. Cool. And, we did everything. And yeah, we did it all. <laughs> and uh, that way you don't have to ask us about it. You can just <laughs> listen and write it down. Um, so we left Thursday night. Mm-hmm. We took an 11 hour flight. Oh, yeah. Uh, which, when the seats recline on Fiji Airways, 
uh, the people behind you the can... Seat to face ratio. Yes. See, screen to face. The screen to, uh, to face distance When Hillary and Tanache reclined, let's just say <laughs> I had one hand length between me and the movie screen. And so I didn't really have room for my laptop. But um, at least we laughed a lot yep. on the flight. Um, and so you leave Thursday night. It's this one flight out. And you get there Saturday morning. So you never yeah. have a Friday. Yeah, disappears. And Saturday, 6 a.m. And we just, we really hit the ground running when we yeah, got we there. Yeah, we just started. We just started the trip. <laughs> like, let's go. So first thing we did, we check into the Westin Hotel. Mm-hmm. And we go to breakfast at the kitchen yeah, that's ground. that's true. They had free our, champagne. Well, that's day. what I was going to say. 9 a.m. champagne. And 11 a.m. the bar opens. 11 a.m. we took shots every day. That's when we began the tradition. <laughs> and chanted 11 a.m. 11 a.m. <laughs> 11 a.m. Exactly. We have videos of that. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then we just started. And Jeff met up with us and he's like, there's this place, Mala Mala Beach Club. Mm-hmm. Let's go. It's like a private island. Private sort of. island. Yeah. yeah. I would almost, yeah. I don't even know how you describe it. I mean, it's it. like a bar on a tiny little yeah. island. With an infinity pool. Yeah. And... Just white sand and clear water. And we were just out there all day and you yeah. fell asleep. I found a hammock when we first got there. No, <laughs> we remember. were like, where is Brett? <laughs> so I see this hammock and it just we looked so... haven't seen him in ages. Yeah, it looked very peaceful. So I'm like, I'm just going to lay on this hammock for a minute. And I close my eyes and I do this little mantra from <laughs> meditation class, which is where I am right now is exactly where I'm supposed to be. And the next thing I know, an hour has gone by and I'm still in the hammock. Wow. And Probably. Forgot. Probably a bad idea. Well, I forgot the sunscreen. Yep. We had just gotten there. That's where you so, went wrong. <laughs> I got a lot of color that day. Um, <laughs> and then, you know, everything that comes along with that. Any kind of sunburn <laughs> for the rest of the week. But it was worth it because it was very relaxing. You guys were, you guys were boogie boarding. Yeah. Right? Um, Tell us about that first day. That or, or paddle boarding. Yeah, paddle boarding. Right. Which I missed. Yeah, in the hammock. That's cool. Um, but we we had to take a boat out there, which was actually very cool. That was like the first bonding experience. That's we're, true. We're on a boat. A speed boat. A speed boat. Very fun. Jeff came with us. Maggie Q came with us, and we just had a great day in Mala Mala Beach Club. Um, they also do something there where like, what was it? You like pay in advance and then spend what you pay. They had like some system. Where oh you, like, yeah. And so we were getting coconut, drinking out of coconuts. Yeah, and, I think yeah, you had like a flat rate kind of a deal. Yeah, like, and it was cool. You paid for. And then they're like, now spend it on stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so that was fun. And then as if that wasn't a busy enough first day, we like somehow all rally, get ready for dinner. Then we got drinks at the Sheridan next door. That's true. And Tanasha gets up and sings Killing Me Softly. True. It was karaoke. <laughs> it wasn't even karaoke. It was like a regular. Live band. Yeah, live band. And you got up there. So hotel guests are all of a sudden getting a Tanasha concert. That was fun. People were freaking out. <laughs> um so there were like was, five people there to keep in mind. It was like very yes, but they <laughs> very empty at the bar. No, it was absolutely quality over quantity. Yeah, for sure, quality over quantity. Exactly. Um, and so after that, we went to the port. It's called and had oh, our first true. dinner. And we were literally like, you guys, this has been the longest day of our lives. Like it's, we're still going since Thursday. <laughs> and this is now like Saturday night Fiji time dinner at that restaurant. Yeah. Um, and then finally, at the end of the night, we're like, well, we have an early morning tomorrow, so we called it a day. Yep. Sunday morning comes. Do you remember what we did? Cloud nine. Was that that day? It was the next morning. Yeah. Yep. We really Wow, we jam. really, yeah. It was <laughs> we did not wait. I look back, I'm like, how did we fit yeah, it all in? we didn't in? wait. We just... Cloud nine. So we went out. 
Yes, you take another floating, (laughs) another bar floating in the ocean. Well, Mala Mala is an island. This is a actual just like dock floating in the middle of nowhere. I wouldn't even call it a boat. Right, just a thing. Yeah, and it's a lot of photo opportunities. Mm -hmm. Uh, They make pizza. They make. They have a brick oven pizza oven. Yeah. Uh, You can go snorkeling. Mm -hmm. You can just jump. There's jellyfish. Jellyfish. You Lots have to be of careful. Barracuda. And barracuda. <laughs> That's right. And scary. You, it was a little. And you can jump off the top. No mm-hmm. one stops you. Just you and Jared Lee were jumping off yeah. the top of the yeah. dock. And um, but look that up. If you're going to Fiji, look up Cloud Definitely Nine. Definitely go to Cloud Nine. That's a must do. Yes. And do the first shift because Yeah, because the second shift, like we've already been laying on there all, all morning. The it's cushions so were t- for sure wet. Right. Definitely. Sandy. Definitely do the first shift shift, shift one. Which is like the nine AM. Mm-hmm. And I will say right now, I'm biting into a chicken nugget. Chicken McNuggets, yeah. <laughs> We're not sponsored by McDonald's, but maybe after this we will be. <laughs> that would be a great sponsor. That would um, be great. Yeah. And so I also was going to say when we were taking these pictures, you taught me about production value. Mm, that was a big key word. That for was the a trip. key word for the trip, where it's like you can just take an ordinary picture or you can add production value. Yeah. Which like is, a guy swimming in the background. Right. Or like know? a boat going by. We're one of us. Right. We're, we're a friend. Yeah. So add production value Definitely. to your photo. Um, what <laughs> else did you teach? You taught me into. Uh huh. How would you a describe A lot of lingo. How would you describe into? Into is like into it, but like way drop, cooler. Drop the it. Yeah. Right. So everyone out there who's saying they're into it, dropped it. Now we just say into. Into. Um, you taught me carries, mm-hmm. which is actually carries is a new term. Carries is very new, so people listening start using that, which is start basically using that. like. Remember who taught you? Yeah. How would you describe carries? Like, um, it's like has it. <laughs> it has it, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but how would you describe has it? So it's like has it. it that, it's like like this is cool. Yeah. It just like it's got it. It's got, yeah, it's got right. the sauce. So like it, it is, it, it is it. Right. So it carries. So we would be like, that sunset carries. Yeah. This trip carries. These French fries. The French fries you're having right now carry. Yeah. Um, and the other thing you told me is the tea's getting hot. The tea. <laughs> the tea is so hot. <laughs> so if there is like any kind of news or gossip going on. That's the tea. Spilling the tea. And when it's really good. It's extra hot. It's extra, extra hot. So I came back from Fiji speaking much cooler than when I left. <laughs> I suddenly knew all the millennial <laughs> lingo, thanks to Tanache. You're welcome. Um, okay, so Sunday night, mm-hmm. after cloud nine, mm-hmm. well, actually, we, we made a little spot. Is that the first day we went to? Well, what's do you it, remember Hard Rock Cafe? I was going to say we did something super American, which was... Oh, we the super... We no. Had, no, 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 no. I'm yet. jumping ahead. You're jumping See, ahead. See, this is a lot. They're it's all scrambling up Well, that's why I'm trying... I know, because it was, it was such a jam What did we do week. that was so American the first day? Well, night? Hard Rock Cafe. Remember, we went the first day. So oh, we'd only been out of the country for a day. And we still had to get... And Brittany <laughs> needed American-style nachos. So we get off cloud nine at the port. We go right to True. Hard Rock Cafe. We could it was have been, great. We got these potato oh potato, potato skins. skins. <laughs> Yum. But we were super. That was very touristy of us to do that the first day. It was perfect. It was just what we needed. Yeah, Austin came to meet up with us. Uh, <laughs> so we did that. That was kind of a snack because then we had dinner at Roomba. Do you remember? Which was yep. all of us. So that's yep. the whole cast. Yep. All of us. That was our first night of just everyone together. That's true. Um, that was nice. That was awesome. On the and that water. was still only the first two days. Right. Right on the water. Okay. Monday comes. Mm-hmm. And it's Super Bowl Monday. 
because we're so 20 hours because we're 20 hours ahead. That's right. And it um, was in the morning. And it was the morning. So we had an 11 a.m. Super Bowl back in the Hard Rock Cafe yep. because it was the only place <laughs> showing the Super Bowl using TV. a computer feed <laughs> going to the TV screen. I mean, it was. Yeah. I watched it without sound from outside. <laughs> watched it without sound. Yeah. Um, but we needed, Jared is from Boston, so he needed to see the Patriots win. Yeah, he did. Um, Monday night comes. Monday night was awesome. Yeah, Monday, Monday night, night was fun. For those of that you wondering, uh, we had dinner at Kitchen Grill, our spot at mm-hmm. the hotel. Feet in the sand, amazing dinner. Sunset. Sunset, perfect. To die for. I mean, it was, literally it was perfect. Uh, and then we took a few steps to where Jeff was staying at the Westin, and we had a game night, mm-hmm. which basically we taught running charades to anyone who hadn't played. So you hadn't played before, right? I had never played. Okay, so. It was so fun. I originally learned that game from Chris Evans, running okay. charades in Boston. 2011 yeah. uh and it's this subculture like in la for those of you who don't know it's basically you have two or more teams and you have a clue giver and everyone uh one representative from each team goes to the clue giver let's say it's wizard of oz they say like wizard of oz you run back and do the charades for your team <laughs> mm-hmm. person who guesses it goes to the clue giver gives the answer gets the next so you basically clue. like race you it's race like charades with a on, race on, on adrenaline rush yeah. right and so the team that gets to the 10 movie titles first wins. So And guess who won? We won. We did. But I have to say it was very close. It was like four to three or something. It wasn't that close. Well, mm-hmm. it was one of the closest I've ever experienced. <laughs> I'm used to just Whatever. wiping the floor with the other team. Our, <laughs> our team was you, me, mm-hmm. uh, Jared, Jeff, Jeff mm-hmm. Brittany, Maggie Q. Yep. Other team was Hillary, Susie, Michael Kolb, mm-hmm. Parisa, Jimmy O. Yang. Mm-hmm. Um, Fierce competition. Fierce. Um, so that was fun. I think they needed it too. They've all been like filming the movie and they needed like a night to just yeah. let loose. Yeah. So we're gonna bring that we're gonna bring that back to LA. We should. Um and then the trip was almost over. Tuesday, shot a professional lovers video for Jared <laughs> in the pool. I directed. We did. Uh, Jared we did. performed. <laughs> you and Hillary were backup yeah. singers slash dancers. Okay. What was that like since you're usually the lead to be the backup? It was great. It felt good, you yeah. know? You got to support another artist. Yeah. <laughs> I just like felt, I was just like really freestyling all my moves. Right. And, and now it's, it. and it was the day before your birthday now. Yeah. So we had them bring you a cake. So and we were singing. just already going in. Right. So they're singing happy birthday. They brought you a cake into the pool. Yep. Which I forgot to mention at the very first breakfast, I they sang birthday. happy birthday and they said, long live the queen. <laughs> they did say long live the Had queen. They, did they know you? Or they did they know you were a musician? Obviously they knew. Well, obviously they knew. <laughs> they knew who they were in the presence of. So the rest <laughs> of the week we were like, long live the queen. <laughs> Which by the way, I'm going to continue to say. Um, after game night, yep. I forgot, we went to Ed's. Was that the first time you went yes, to Ed's? Yes, we went to Ed's. And we went to Ed's. Oh, yeah, we twice, went to Ed's yeah. twice, yeah. So Ed's is like this hole-in-the-wall bar. Yeah. Nobody there. Yeah. Just us. The bartender is the DJ. Yeah. So you can give him a list of songs. Yeah. And then it was like the flight crew from Rocco. like New Zealand Airlines. Right, Rocco. Like right, Rocco. if you're listening. I like that guy. He Rocco, was good first night. Rocco, if you're listening. Rocco's my boy. Um, yeah, we he kept feeding me um, like Jose Cuervo shots. That's I was right. like, no more, right. Rocco. <laughs> no more. And we literally hand wrote, wrote a playlist. Yep. And gave it to him. Mm-hmm. Some of your songs were on there, which we'll get to. Yeah. Um, it was lit. But, uh. What was I going to say about Ed? Was, oh, New the, Zealand Airways the New came Zealand and partied with us? flight crew shows up, and that's who partied with us. And they knew who you were, and they're buying you shots, and they're okay. celebrating. Um, so that was awesome. 
Finally, Tuesday, we go to uh, the Fantasy Island set. Right, yep. So we get to watch Jeff direct. We did. Had lunch with them. That's nice. Uh, Tuesday night celebrated your birthday again at the Kitchen yep, Grill. but that was when it really it was, was my birthday. At midnight, right? Yeah. At midnight, yeah. it was your birthday. The same crew that works at Kitchen Grill sang again. Yep. Um, and then back to Ed's. We had to go back to Ed's. Went back to Ed's. For my real birthday. For your real birthday. It all blends together. It's just one long birthday party. And then um, we went next door. And then, the, oh, then we went, what was that place called? One bar? One bar. Right. I had an epic dance Oh, right. You met your, like, spirit brother. Local. Yeah. You met a guy who I feel like his whole life was leading up to that moment. It was great. And you guys had a dance-off with, like... He was whipping his imaginary hair. Twerking. It was great. We didn't film it because it was just so... We were just lost in the moment. Yeah, we were too lost in the moment. Um, okay, now your actual birthday. Now, this is the day where I said, <laughs> yeah, I stepped this outside. Day was crazy. I got, I now, stepped listen outside. to this checklist of all the things that happened. Yes, I stepped outside my comfort zone. I said, my comfort zone is usually Robertson Boulevard. <laughs> that's, an act, that's a direct quote. Direct quote while hiking the jungle. So do you want to tell it? Do I want to tell it? You can tell Okay, so we go to the Sleeping Giant, yep. which is a mountain range. Yeah. Looks like a giant is sleeping on his back. You can see his face, his neck, his body. Mm-hmm. So we, without even thinking, next thing we know, we're with we helmets on. and ziplining across <laughs> We have like gear on. Yeah. You went first. Yep. You were brave. Yeah. And... It's not just one zipline. It's not it's like two ziplines. It's six ziplines. Yeah, you hike up to a zipline. You right. zipline the whole thing. And then at the end, you get to like hike to a waterfall. Which was... The best part. Insane. It was like a 12-foot deep like hole at the bottom. And it was just four in. of us. Oh, yeah, because three people had gone back. So it's just you, me, Jared, and Hillary. Yeah. And our tour guide. Yeah. It was awesome. Frankie. Frankie. Yes. <laughs> a local girl. She takes She's us like through the jungle. And then... Let's just say it's like this waterfall was made for Instagram. It, it was, was like so pretty. Impromptu photo shoot. I felt like I was a photographer for Sports Illustrated Swimsuit and Shoot. Yes. Tanasha and Hillary are just like under a waterfall. It was perfect. It was incredible. I yep. was like, this is my lifelong dream to be a Sports Illustrated Swimsuit <laughs> photographer. And then true. as if that's not enough, we're hiking through the jungle. Yeah, so we did all this. Then we go back to the hotel. <laughs> and, and then we get on some jet skis. I mean, it's crazy. Jet skied around. I'm posting things and people are writing me, like, who are you? They're like, <laughs> you've been hiking, you've been ziplining, and now you're on a jet ski. Like, yep. when did this become your it's a great day. life? I'm like, I'm a new person now. And then I hopped on a flight, came back to LA. And had your birthday and again. Birthday, and had my birthday all over again. And that was it. That, isn't that crazy? It's pretty good. It was such an Trip. awesome week. Action yeah, you left the day before because you had to perform at Penn State. That's right. You stayed an extra day. And Jared, me, Hillary were the last three standing. We went back yep. to the Fantasy Island set mm-hmm. the last day. Mm-hmm. We got to do that day twice. Um, that day, we got to see Lucy Hale, Austin Stoll, Portrait Double Day, and Jimmy O. Yang do a scene, and mm-hmm. Jeff direct, and that was fun. And then back to the hotel, and then, you know, didn't want to leave, but slowly got our things and left back the pool. Back to reality. Back to reality. Landed back to the grind. Exact. Mode. Well, not yet, not yet. Because yeah, I landed. Not yet. I landed at eleven a.m. Got on another plane to the Mammoth Film Festival. Ah, oh, and then I went to a, did a show. And you went and did a show. Yeah. So we still didn't get to come back to LA just yet. Yeah. But it was awesome. Um, so that trip. was our trip. It was a great trip, and I was glad that you and I were able to recap it for everybody. So fun. Yeah, it was fun. I don't even know if we did it justice. The pictures, the videos. Oh, yeah. You, you have can, to go back and know, watch. They're archived somewhere. They're archived. <laughs> Our stories. And then, uh, as if we didn't celebrate your birthday enough, 
We had a reunion dinner a week later. John and Vinny's. John and Vinny's. Is that your favorite spot in LA? It was One great. It's definitely, and... it's definitely a top. Yeah, definitely top. Definitely easy top five. Top five. Yeah, top five for sure. For Craig's sure. is top five. Yeah, for sure. For me, Dantana's is top five. You know, five. I might say it may be top, it may be top three. Oh, really? It may be. Yeah. Wow, that's a good shout-out for John and Minnie's. It's really good. It's pretty good. We, we got one of each house. <laughs> I was just going to say, we were, after Fiji, we were just new people. We walk into a restaurant, and we're like, We've been on the beach for a week. Each. We're all skinny and tan. We're like, what? We literally said one of each pasta on the menu. And the guy's like, well, this one's sold out. We're like, one of everything else. Everything else. And it was too much. Barely, But though. it was amazing. It was worth it. Which is the one spicy... Fusili. That's the best one. It's my personal fave. Yeah. If you want the tanache, go in there get and the say... Get the spicy fusili. Spicy fusili. And get a meat, meatball on the side. Meatball on the side. Mm-hmm. And then we went to Blind Dragon. Blind Dragon. I was so tired at this point. Oh, you know what I, you know what I forgot to mention is we did another night at the Sheridan where you and Jared did a duet oh, of yeah. Alicia Keys, If I Ain't Got it's You. True. And then at Blind Dragon, you guys did it that again. That was our reunion performance. That was the reunion performance. That one was even And then better. that's it. And Super that was the last time the Fiji crew was together. We got a get together again we do i would actually like to make a movie there now i need to find a script that fits fiji yeah. it's a very specific location it is there's like a lot to work with paradise <laughs> um so as i said fiji was only four days after rent mm-hmm. and timing worked out perfectly let's talk about rent because it's been a month are you still can you believe it happened rent was cool can rent you was be- sick are you coming down from it was that a, high it was a lot like Leading up to it and then like all at once. Right. We rehearsed for basically like three months every day, all day long. Like right. 8 a.m. to like 10 p.m. That was your life. Just singing and dancing and reading sheet music and doing all the things and blocking like all of our lines. Right. <laughs> you know, it was fun. And, but it had to be surreal too. You're like, oh yeah. I'm doing rent. Yeah. And you're Mimi, which I think is the best role. Oh yeah. And I'm not just saying that. It really is. Um, and you were the first person cast, you said. Yeah. So how did that happen? Um, well, they reached out, actually. So I'm not exactly 100% sure how they um, thought of me, but they basically reached out to take a meeting, and I... Um, I did they tell you what it was for? Yeah. Oh, right away. So you yeah, know. so I knew what it was for, so I went to... Yeah, I went to the Warner lot. Was it the Warner lot? I think it was... I feel like it was. I'm not sure. I went to one of the lots, and, like, pulled up, and... Um, yeah, sat in the, the office and they're, you know, to, told them all about me, got to know them a little bit better. And I was right. like, you know, rent is a really amazing role. I'd really love to, yeah, be a part of the, the process. So I kind of was then, um, you know, assisted through the audition process. Like, and it was Mimi from the beginning? It was Mimi from the jump. Nice. Somebody's here. We have a guest. Hillary, a Fiji fan. A Fiji fan. Come join. That's arrived. Make yourself comfortable. Um, We're just talking about rent. You look cute. She has a cute fin on everyone. We're going to have to post a pic so people know what you're talking about. So they knew right away they wanted you. So I think it's now, in retrospect, it seems pretty obvious. Yeah, I was going to say, whoever the casting director was, it was a great idea. Great idea. That's why they thought of you, because it's actually perfect casting um and how did they find the other actors did you have to chemistry read or they just started um, that process no i don't i don't think i really did any of that um even for roger no really no i didn't meet roger until the first day that we shot promo um we shot like photos That's which right. was 
a little awkward because we had to be like snuggled up and <laughs> we're like, couple. hey, nice to meet you. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that happens a lot. I hear that's that on here. Oh, yeah. Like, Anywhere I can say go. Yeah, they'll be like, the love scene was the first thing we shot. I'll be like, wow. Yeah, yeah. I guess yeah. it's before you get too nervous. I guess. Um, well, let's talk, about the, let's talk about the cast. You as Mimi, mm-hmm. Brennan Hunt as Roger, mm-hmm. Jordan Fisher as Mark, yep. Vanessa Hudgens as Maureen, mm-hmm. Kiersey Clemens as Joanne. I love her. Yep, she's awesome. Uh, Mario as Benny, mm-hmm. Brandon Victor Dixon as Tom, Valentina as Angel. Yeah. That's an awesome cast. It was a great cast. Whoever the cast, do you, who, who's the casting director? Do you know? Uh, I mean, it was a group of, it was a I mean, group of individuals. They did an awesome <laughs> yeah, job. Yeah, they did an amazing I mean, it's job. A really talented cast. Yeah. Um, and the director was the director from the Broadway show. Yeah. I mean, so, so incredible because that was amazing. so authentic and had that, you know, energy that felt so true to, you know, Jonathan Larson's vision totally. originally. So felt cool. Did he have to change a lot for TV or had it? Not a lot. There was a little bit changed here and there. Um, mostly in like the song La Vie Boheme. <laughs> right. Um, it was pretty minor, I'd say. Oh, that's but, cool. But uh, yeah, for the most part, I think all the integrity of the storyline stayed true. It was no, no big changes. Like right. everyone was still on drugs and still had AIDS. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> that doesn't change. Um, but I, but that's probably cool for the director too, nostalgic to be able to definitely recreate Rent again with a whole new group of people. Absolutely. Had you seen it on Broadway? Or you were I've too never young? seen it on Broadway, but I saw the movie version of right. it. And then I saw the Broadway performance of it. That's, I think there's one on YouTube. Oh, okay. You know, there's some that you can see. With the original places. cast? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nice. So, yeah, there's several different versions you can watch, but. Yeah, because that original cast. I didn't cast... get lucky enough to see it in on Broadway. Yeah. Well, I'm a little older, so I did. That's awesome. <laughs> I was a senior in high school, and they took us on a school trip. To really? see it, yeah, because oh, I was in New Jersey, so, so they took us to New York City. It was, I just remember it was, it was 1997, it was just like the coolest show I'd ever seen. Yeah. It was like Christmas time in New York, yeah, and perfect. This Christmas tree in Rockefeller Center. And I remember we walked through Times Square, and this is back when TRL was a thing, yeah, maybe it was called MTV Live at the time, oh, even before. Yeah. And uh, Quentin Tarantino was on as the guest, Very promoting cool. Jackie Brown Very cool. with Pam Greer. So me being the budding filmmaker, I was like, I'm going to go up there and try to meet them. So I just went up an escalator. Yeah. And at the top of the escalator, Nobody Quentin Tarantino and Pam Greer. No. <laughs> I, I've always walked with purpose. Right. So like, he's like, that, that guy right. knows where he's yeah, going. Yeah, that 17-year-old who, who looks sure 13 is probably <laughs> visiting fine. his parents. Or yeah, something. But anyway, so I go up to Quentin Tarantino. I had no, I had seen he was being interviewed. You know, yeah. you could see through the window right. at Times mm-hmm. Square. So I bought Entertainment Weekly off the newsstand. Hmm. There was like a two-page spread of him and Samuel L. Jackson promoting the movie. Right. He signed it for me. We took pictures together. Wow. And then I went to see Rent. I mean, cool movie. that's a good day for a senior in high school. Very, very cool day. Um, it was very fun. Um, so let's talk about uh, when Rent finally aired. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was set to air live on Fox Sunday, January 27th. Yeah. You guys do a full dress rehearsal Saturday the 26th. Yep. Feeling and it's good. Filmed. Feeling great. Yeah. And right. And now the ex- whole thing had gone well. We're in like the last number, second to last number. And what happened? Brennan breaks his foot. Right. Roger, our star. <sighs> what was that? I know. Were people just like. Well, no one knew he broke his foot at that point. People just. Seemed like he like, sprained it. You know, well, we didn't know. He couldn't walk at that point, but people are just, you know, hoping for the best. Obviously, we have a whole live show to do the next day. So right. we're just like, he's fine, he's fine, it's going to be fine. Now, do you think people were, did everyone give it their all in that Saturday performance or were they kind of holding back a little for Sunday? Or? I mean, I'm, I'm not sure. I think I was for sure giving my all, okay. but I mean, there was, it was still disappointing because there was stuff I would have liked to do 
do again. Right. Like I was already thinking in my head, like, oh, tomorrow I'm going to do this different or do this different, you know? I know. It's so crazy to me that so after So it was definitely months, different. The energies, I don't think, could have been ever duplicated of like what it would have been to be like been. live, live. Right. But you had a but live audience. I don't think, I don't necessarily think people were like purposely holding back necessarily. Right. But right. Yeah. But you'll never, you just yeah, never know. Yeah, you'll never know. Right. <laughs> and it's so crazy because how they say to people in theater, like, break a leg. Right. It's, so like, So they oh, need to maybe no. stop doing that. Maybe. Um... You got one too many break of legs. Right. And it's also, of course, of all people, it's Roger, who's Mimi's other half. So at what point did you guys know that there was trouble? Um, well, he couldn't walk at that point. But luckily, we were almost done. So we finished that evening's performance with him sitting down. And right. then, like, that, like, first thing the next morning, I basically, like, texted him, like, what's up? Are you good? So and when you guys like, went no. to sleep that night, you figured the next day you just yeah. got on with the show? Yeah, we... Yeah, figured it would be like fine. The show must go on. Yeah. Nope. Okay. And so <laughs> what was so interesting and no one had really thought about it until that happened was that there were no understudies. Nope. I guess what was it? They just you just didn't think you would need it. They didn't think you would need it. I guess them. that's why we shot the filmed the rehearsal. So like thank goodness they did film the rehearsal. I know. I wonder what made them do that. Or they just had did it for backup, as a backup. In case there was a technical Yeah, literally as there. a backup. It was called like our backup recording. Because even on Broadway they have understudy, so it's surprising. Yeah. So at that point, no one we else could step like, in. You're just like, well, there, that, that's that. Right. So now you're all there. You show up on Sunday. Everyone shows up for work as if it's going to be the live show. Yep. And so then what do they tell you? And I knew the, I knew the tea. Oh, the tea was hot at the that point. The tea was hot, but nobody <laughs> else really knew the tea. Oh, so people you. were coming up to me. Yeah, he told me. So people are coming up to me like, hey, what's up? You, you ready? And I would be like. And they load in a live audience. <laughs> Yeah, they brought the whole thing. Yeah, they brought the live audience and everything. They told everyone he's not going to be able to do it. And Because at one point they were going to maybe just show some recorded scenes, but some live. Yeah. And then so, they were like, we just got to do the, only the recorded. Yeah. And then they ended up, like, for the people in the audience, we just, like, performed it, like, live, kind of like a table read. Well, like a but, concert almost, because some yeah. of that footage ended up on Twitter. Mm-hmm. It was, yeah, it was but, cool. It was but, fun. Yeah, how, how, what was that like? Cause it was what just it, impromptu, just. From what I've read, it sounded like that was almost like a magical thing. It was, it was so much fun. Did they film it? They did film it. I wish they would put out more of the footage. Yeah, they should they release that. Yeah, release the whole Why thing. Why not? It would have been great. It's almost like the B-side. The, yeah. The other version of Rent Live. Um, Rent Live, Live, Live. Rent Really Live. Um... And so Mimi has the best songs, like we were saying, Out Tonight, yeah. Another Day, Without You. Um, so for you, it was it like, was there pressure? Because those songs are so well known from yeah. Daphne Rubin Vega, who yeah. originated it. I mean, I think there's always pressure going into a role, especially a role that's already been done before. Right. But, um, and I just put pressure on myself also as an artist. And, you know, I want to be the best version that I can possibly be. So yeah, there's for sure pressure, but... And they, Good re- pressure. they released that soundtrack. Mm-hmm. So that exists out yep, there. Yeah. But I think you were telling me too that they recorded that live, live not in yeah. the studio. Uh-huh. That's interesting. Yeah. I wonder why why they do that, do you think? I think just to keep the essence of a live show. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Do you think it's different? It's almost like a little more It's a little more raw. Raw. For sure. Right, because once you get it's into not the studio, mixed it's like perfectly. Right. And, it's too polished. Yeah. Um so now that it's a month away from it, how do you feel about it? Have people been... I feel like I've been with it's you a couple fun. times it's where people fun. bring it up. And yeah. Like, yeah. People bring it up. A lot of people watched it. A lot it. of people saw it. Yeah. Which is really cool. And what's cool now is like, people. even if they didn't see it live on that Sunday, you know, they 
you can see it on iTunes, you can see it on Hulu, it's yeah, everywhere. It is, you so can get it. It'll live forever. Um, <laughs> so you feel good about it. The internet. Um, and so now, did that kind of spring back? Because we're going to go in and get into a little bit of an inside the actor studios thing here, but did that kind of, because you've been a musician for so many years mm-hmm. and the acting is how you started out. Like, mm-hmm. did it bring mm-hmm. back kind of the. Yeah, I mean, I, I want bug? to, I want to do more in the future. I just think it's all about finding the right roles. And I think Brent really was like the right role. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah, so it made sense. Yeah. Um, so let's go back to the beginning, like James. To the Lipton. top. This is how James Lipton does it. Yeah, I mean, I really started in, in acting in right. terms of professionally. I was in my first movie when I was five. Years but you old. were you living in LA yet, or? I was not. I was living um, outside of Chicago at the time. My parents are from the Midwest, so. So where you were, you were born? Where Chicago? I was actually born in Lexington, Kentucky, but that's oh, yeah. a fluke. So How's that a fluke? They try to claim me, but. <laughs> Um, just like my parents were there at the time. I oh, really? Lived there for like maybe two months. Oh, okay. Like newborn, so oh. I don't really like. Is there a sign when you get to Lexington, Kentucky? Home of Tanasha. Home of Tanasha. Like, only there two months. <laughs> <laughs> and then they moved to Chicago. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. you were in Chicago till you were five years old. Uh huh. And then uh, I shot uh, this movie out here. Well, no, we actually shot the movie in Iowa. But how did that happen? All of a sudden, your parents were like, "This kid's a star." Um, well, my dad was always interested in acting um, professionally. He did a lot of theater. He was a theater major in college. Oh, and, okay. Like, wanted to kind of pursue it, so that I think they were like, "Let's give it a shot. Maybe we can move to New York, or we can move to LA." And right. they're like, "All right, let's move to LA." And Tinashe's, you know, cute and enthusiastic, <laughs> and she's gonna book stuff and right. I just kept booking stuff and so you were booking it while living in Chicago I started booking stuff in Chicago just like sending in tapes and then uh, uh yeah and then I like eventually came out to LA I shot a movie in LA and then after that it was history um and so I wanted to go back actually so your parents are both college professors mm-hmm. etc that's true and that's how they met yeah well they didn't meet as, as professors, professors. Oh, okay. yeah, they met in college. Oh, as students, yeah, and then students. they both became professors. Yes, and you said your dad teaches acting, uh-huh. and so and I looked this up too. It came up that your name means "We are with God." It does in Zimbabwe, in Zimbabwe, in Shona. which is your dad's background. Mm-hmm. So interesting. Yeah, he was born there, but he kind of gave you a stage name because there's no right? other, there's no other Tanashi. I only have to go by one name. That's very cool too. No last name. I know. <laughs> you know you've made it when you yeah. give you one name. So how old were you when you realized you could sing and dance and all that? I mean, I, I think I always just loved to do it. It was always a part of my life. So I never think I had like an aha moment. Mm-hmm. I just always, like I started dancing when I was four. I started, you know, I was in my first movie when I was five. I was singing forever. So it was always just kind of like a natural progression. Right. And I just kept And having a dad who's it. an acting teacher, he can recognize that in you. Yeah. I think that helps a lot. Absolutely. It's not foreign to him. Yeah, and exactly. Like, and he would take me to my auditions and stuff like that. So I had that support. Right. I think you need it. I don't, sure. I don't really know how else you can do it without... As a child actor? No way. Any, how is it? <laughs> just show business at all. I think yeah. you need like parental support. Yeah. It's such, it, it seems work. like such a dream and it seems so hard to reach. Mm-hmm. And if you have your parents behind you, it definitely helps. Um, so some of your first credits, tell me if these are right. Mm-hmm. Uh, TV movies, theatrical mm-hmm. movies, Cora Unashamed mm-hmm. in 2000. Yep, that was the first one. That was one. the first one. Mm-hmm. Call Me Claus, sounds like a Christmas movie. Yep. 2001. Yep. yep. Mass and Anonymous, 2003. That was a pretty cool one. Do you remember? What do you remember about that? I remember I got to sing to Bob Dylan because it was like the scene where Bob Dylan's in this movie. It's like a very strange movie. And I had to sing the times there I changed into him, which is like a very, very 
complicated and long song. It's like 30, ver- it's like, <laughs> okay, it? 30 verses is an exaggeration. But it's also but like, such a classic song that everybody knows. Okay, but not when you're eight. No, 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 no. Like, not for for the audience not watching when it. you're nine. Right, but for the right. audience watching right. it. Right, like, so, so it was very specific. So I'm like, exactly. okay, so I had to learn all these, these lines for this verse. And I just kept like mixing them up, like mixing up the order. And I remember he was like getting upset that I was like messing up. So oh wait, my. it was actually Bob Dylan yeah. in the movie, yeah. and you're singing the song to Bob yeah, Dylan. Yeah, he was getting mad at me. Well, that's was, a lot of pressure a for a kid. kid. Right. You're like, dude, I'm doing it the best I can. But I will say this. There's a quote, because that movie was at the Sundance Film Festival. Yeah. 2003, there's a quote by Roger Ebert, who's like the biggest movie critic of all time. Yeah. And I'll read the quote. He said, the one performer in the movie whose performance actually is applauded is a young girl named Tanache who sings, the times <laughs> they are changing with such sweetness and conviction that she is like a master class. Wow. If I had been asked to serve as a consultant on this picture, my advice would have amounted to the words more tenacious. Wow. You, it's a glowing review. Amazing. From it's the most glowing, critical movie critic of all review. time. Right. And, yeah. it, and he happened to mention that scene that you were talking Pretty about. Pretty cool. Um, so then you knew you were on your way. Your dad must have read that quote and been like, Oh, yep. We've got She's a star on our head. She's got it. <laughs> she carries. She carries. Uh, so 2004... Yeah. You get to make a movie with a couple of people that people might recognize. Tom Hanks. That was very, very cool. And director Robert Zemeckis. The movie was Polar Express. Very, very cool experience. That because must have been it incredible. was a motion capture. Right. So we like acted the entire movie out. It was early in the motion capture. Like It was probably the first one. It first was, major one. It was one of the, yeah, very early experimental. So we had on these body suits. And they put all these electrodes <laughs> all over our bodies. Right. And we looked like aliens. And then we were like acting out this whole movie in these sets that were made of wires, pretending like we're on trains and stuff. It was really wild. It right. was cool. And then they animate it from And then that. they animated on top of it. Incredible. I wish we could see what it looked like. I've seen that footage. I think you can watch like Making of Polar Express. Really? Yeah, I've definitely, because I know what you're saying. They put like dots on you yeah. and wires. Yeah. Wow, I never knew. Um, and you said Tom Hanks, did he give you advice or compliment or something? Yeah, uh, well, he bought us all lottery tickets. Oh. He bought us all lottery You know who else did that? Hugh Jackman did that on X-Men. That was I worked on cool. X-Men 3. It's a nice gesture. It was. I remember in my like 10, 9-year-old brain, I was like, he bought everyone lottery tickets? <laughs> right. So many people. Hopefully if you win, he lets you keep it all. He's better. It makes <laughs> you split like, it. Right, split 50%. it. 50%. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, and at this point, you're also starting to do TV. Uh-huh. Uh, you were regular on a show called Out of Jimmy's Head. <laughs> that the, was an interesting show. What it was is like that? like half animation. Right. That's kind of <laughs> cool that you were doing so much action. animation. Yeah. yeah. It kind of combined the two worlds that you had already done. Mm-hmm. Uh, you played a character named Robin. Mm-hmm. And then 2008, 2009, you had a recurring role on Two and a Half Men. Mm-hmm. It's a huge show, and I found cool. your clips, and I watched them. <laughs> you played Celeste, and she's the girlfriend of Jake. Yeah, which was is, the neighbor. Yeah, the neighbor, Angus T. Jones And character. Michael Clark Duncan's daughter. Michael Clark Duncan played your dad. That's very cool. Very cool. And is that the first time you did a multicam sitcom like that? Yeah, yeah. So there was, like, a live audience, and, yeah, I, I think it's the only time I've actually done a sitcom. I think that's the best schedule in every so thing I've seen since I've been in L.A., and even before that. That schedule of table read mm-hmm. one day, yep. dress rehearsal one day, blocking, and yep. then audience, and then shoot. It's like four or five days and done. Be, done. And, you know, multi-camera, three, four cameras, yeah. getting all the action. But it um, was awkward, though, because I had to kiss Angus uh, Jones. Was that your first on-screen kiss? It was my first on-screen kiss, and I'm pretty sure it was his first kiss kiss, and there was a whole uh, audience, uh, and oh. there were cameras, so like... 
Wow. Taco, taco. So if I ever see <laughs> Angus T. Jones, I'm going to say, I know who your first kiss was. <laughs> She's a friend of mine. Um, so you got to act with Angus, John Cryer, mm-hmm. Charlie Sheen. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're pros at that. Yeah, pros. So that was a, probably an awesome experience. Very cool. Um, okay, so after all that acting, mm-hmm. let's talk about music. Mm-hmm. 2007, you joined a girl group. The Stunners. Called the Stunners. I saw something up there's on the a, wall. Yeah, there's a, yeah there's a picture of the Stunners. Um, and you guys signed with Columbia Records, released an album, opened for Justin Bieber. Yeah. On the My World that Tour. Was sick. So tell me that experience being in a girl group. Um, well, that was like, I mean, I always knew I wanted to do music professionally, but I always felt like, I mean, I was a kid, so I always had it being like, okay, I'm going to get there someday. Right. And so when I was... 14, I did this musical called 13 at the Mark Taper Forum in downtown LA. And one of the girls that was in the musical with me was like, I'm going to be in this girl group. You should audition for it. And I was like, ah. I mean, I never really wanted to be like in a girl group. (laughs) But I'm only 14. So, I mean, like, why not? Let's see what happens. So I joined the group and it was fun for a while because we would do like rehearsals and do dance rehearsals, learn choreography and learn routines. And I got to go in the studio for the first time, learn how to record music. And Were you a fan of girl groups growing up, like Spice Girls or any of that? Um... So, I mean, yeah. Like, I wasn't like a super fan, but right. yeah, I, yeah, so yeah, like, sure. Kind of like following their lead. Yeah, mostly that. like Pussycat Dolls. Oh, Pussycat Dolls, right? That's more. <laughs> that's more your vibe. That's yeah. more your vibe. Yeah. Um, so now you're in this girl group, The Stunners. Yeah. You're opening for Justin Bieber. Which At any point, so are you so like, sick. yeah, are you like, this is insane? Or you that was insane because that was the first time I'd ever performed for like, you know, an audience of like 15,000 people. Screaming. Or like, you know, an arena show. We were doing arena shows. I was 16 years old. So that was pretty <laughs> cool. That's incredible. Like, even though they weren't my fans, I was still like, this is amazing. But they become your fans. We were on the tour bus. Yeah, we were just, yeah, it was crazy. And that energy, for those Justin Bieber fans, it's just so insane that it's like, it's on another level. They're outside (laughs) of the venues afterwards screaming for, "Ah!" like the noise level in there is just insane. So that energy at all times was like. Right. So inspiring. But they probably like, want to oh, meet you guys yeah. too. Because oh, yeah. You're, no, you're they're geeked Justin's out. Act. They were right. geeked out about right. all of us. <laughs> all of it. Right. So it was so much fun. That's very cool. And that was just like a really good experience. And Did you have to put the acting aside at this point to focus on that? or I, just... was, we, I was kind of doing it simultaneously. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think I was doing Two and a Half Men still at the time. And one of the girls kind of wanted to focus on acting more at the time. Okay. And I was kind of at this point being like, well, now I want to focus on music more. Right. Um, So that was like the perfect timing. The group kind of, we all went our separate ways. And that was when I started. Solo career. Started the solo career. So that's 2011. (laughs) Yep. Now this was very cool when I heard about you. So you bought your own equipment, Mm -hmm. cameras, microphones, taught yourself how to record or mix music. Yep. Produced beats with Logic Pro. Yep. Filmed and edited your own music videos on Pro Tools and Final so, Cut Pro. All true. Well, yeah. And you learned it all on YouTube. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's trial and error. And, that's like and YouTube tutorials. That's very entrepreneurial. I feel like. Yeah. To I don't get know. yourself into the solo. I wasn't business. trying to like wait for people to do stuff for me, and I was like, well, I know I want to release my own music, and at the time, people were putting out like mixtapes and doing this whole stuff online, so I was like, oh, I can do that. I'm going to buy my own equipment. And, and was the girl group over? Like, it formally ended? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it was over. So, but I already like knew how to like record music and right. and uh, and do all that, so I was like, okay, the, what what's going to stop me from doing it myself? Basically taught myself how to run all this equipment, like figure how out how to... How old were you at, this t- at the time? 18? 17? 17, 18? And you rebrand as just Tanache, one name. Yep. Whose idea was that? Me. Yours? Like, <laughs> yeah. This is the next phase. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
And so you started releasing mixtapes mm-hmm. on a website, which is actually very cool. So those, yep. you don't sell them? Nope. You just give They're them just away? online. That's very interesting. Yeah. Because a lot of people are trying to like record a single, put it on iTunes, make money. Yeah. And you're like, I just want to be heard. Yeah. So that was really, it worked because I really like garnered a fan base and people started talking about me and blogs started writing about me and then music labels started coming to me like, we want to sign you. And it's all happening you. organically. Yeah. You're not reaching out. That's nope. very cool. Nope. It all happened quick too. Probably at like, I released my first mixtape in like February and yeah, they were asking me to sign by like June. Really? Yeah. That's incredible. So at this yeah. point you're like, I So then I signed. I still got it, yeah. <laughs> so, signed. so you signed with RCA Records, so I right? With RCA. Mm-hmm. I mean, so what's, what's that day like when you're signing? It was crazy because I saw like all this list of other people that were on their label. I was just like, my mind was blown. I was like, oh, yeah. Justin Timberlake, Britney Spears, Chris Brown, like... I was like, oh my gosh, it's amazing. Right, and that's just the current people, but back <laughs> right. in the day, RCA oh, yeah. had everybody, right? Whitney, right? Oh yeah, Whitney, yeah. It's I mean, just insane. Christina Aguilera, the list goes on and on. So They're just legendary. Legendary. Usher. It's so cool. So I was thrilled. I was thrilled. So now you spend the next year or so with Working. RCA. So then they had recording. me in studio sessions, like work with this person, work with this person. I started recording and writing. And you don't have to do it yourself people. anymore. You have a no. real studio. Yep. That's and cool. They, and I was working out of different studios in L.A., but I was super young. Yeah, 18, 19, 19 years old. So just, like, going to these studios, such as, like, the writing process by myself, accumulating all these songs. And then one day I was, like, just – it wasn't even a session my uh, label had set up. I just was at my friend's house kind of in this situation like this in someone's basement. <laughs> and I recorded this song called Two On, sent it to my label – and they're like, this, this really has something. Then they sent it to DJ Mustard, yeah. and he like made it like DJ Mustardified. You know, right. put his little like sauce on it, and then it became a hit. A hit, yeah. I feel like two ons like your signature song. <laughs> it became song. a hit. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. It's, that was my breakout moment. It's so catchy. It's still played everywhere. Yeah, it they is. play it even at Ed's in Fiji. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yep. But so two on becomes the first song. Yep. Like the new rebrand, Tanasha. That was my big moment. And in June 2014, you got to perform it at the BET Awards. I did. And so that's your like coming out to the world, right? That was sick. It was dope. Yeah, that year was crazy. Like Drake remixed the song, all sorts of things. It was just fast. I didn't even know it was happening. I was just like here, there, performing it everywhere. Yeah, I think everybody knows the song, even if they don't know they know the song. Like (laughs) if you look up Two On, the number two on by Tanache, you know the song, her first single from her debut album. Um, So now, all that time since you signed Mm -hmm. with RC, you're recording this first album. Mm -hmm. And the album's called Aquarius, Mm -hmm. your first album. Now, kind of explain to people what happens after you release this album. Like, how do you decide? What, which songs are singles? Like, do you have to go on tour to promote it? Well, pretty much immediately after I released that album, I went on tour for a, an entire year. Um, and during that time, I was just, on, yeah, I was on the road. I went on tour with Nicki Minaj first for the first months. Oh, that's awesome. It was Nicki, Meek Mill, Dej Loaf, Ray Shremmerd, and me. And it was so much fun. Know, it's, it's like <laughs> it was so fun. much fun. We went all summer. And then right after that, I went on tour with Katy Perry and we toured South America. Oh, wow. We went all over South America. And that was also so much fun. So are you opening for Katy? So I opened so for Katy. So it's Katie. that same kind of thing with Bieber where you just have the, yeah. the energy of those yes. fans. And yes. she must, how big were her venues? Uh, they must have been sta- huge. We were playing stadiums because we were in South, South America too. So, so how many people like, is that ugh, in a stadium? 20,000 people. Incredible. Insane. Insane. Now, do you notice when you would 
do these tours, like the downloads of the songs would go up or do you I wasn't really like But RCA at that. is looking at stuff. Like I'm that, sure but, they were, yeah. Right. I'm sure they were. Because you're just fight every time you yeah. tour a new country, you get new fans. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Um so now it's really taking off. Yeah. Now you're like, okay, this is working. Yep. And then um, it's just like steady stream of like videos and music from there. From that album. Mm-hmm. Um how did you decide the singles from that album? Um eh, mm, it's kind of just like a group decision or... I mean, sort of, but at that system. point it was a lot of label decision. Right. Because yeah. I did notice like the singles that came out in 2014-15 had other people on it with you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's like you had Pretend with ASAP Rocky. Yep. You had All Hands on Deck with Iggy Azalea. Yep. Player with Chris Brown. Yep, yep, So yep, that kind yep. of makes it... Yeah, they were very... Yeah. They were attractive. very single-y. Right. Um, and you kind of get your fans and their fans. Yeah. Both. But those were all... Yeah really cool experiences yeah and you also in 2014 you had a remix of the nick jonas song jealous oh yeah with you on it yeah that's on number one you remixed it the song did so i was a part of yeah absolutely that's (laughs) very cool it was very cool um and a song that i heard when we were in fiji that came out in 2015 all my friends Mm -hmm. with chance the rapper yeah and you said that was huge overseas oh huge it went like i think there's a pot right there no that's a different song but yeah it went platinum in australia Maybe multiple times, it uh, UK. It was like it's yeah, huge. the Australians and Eds went ballistic. When yeah, oh came yeah, out. that's right. Um, all my friends, yeah, listen <laughs> to that song. That's like a great party song. Mm, like if you're yeah. getting ready to go out. Um, okay, so your second studio album comes along mm-hmm. in November 2016. That mm-hmm. one's called Night Ride. Yep, yep. Um, did you go on tour for that one too? I didn't go on tour for that one because see what happened it was <laughs> my label didn't really consider that an album. Uh, so why is that? Was it good through them? Question. Well, did you do it on your own or you did it with? No, RCA? I did it with RCA and they put it out. Um, Good question. I don't know. <laughs> tea is Maybe too it's because hot. they didn't want it to. Yeah, who knows? The tea is hot. <laughs> the tea is hot. The tea is um, hot. But the singles that you released, because you did release a bunch of singles, 2016, 17, Super Love. Mm-hmm. Um, and I read a quote about what you said about the song Super Love. Mm-hmm. You said it's a celebration of happiness. Mm, yeah. You said more specifically, it celebrates the kind of happiness that's so immense and infectious, you can't help but to rejoice in it. You said, I hope to eulogize this wonderful energy and make people feel good love harder and dance together wow what a great quote i know that's why i read it i wrote that i wrote that in south africa <laughs> i was in south africa and i was feeling the vibes and i was like this is my quote right now listen it stood the test of time years later i'm quoting <laughs> thank um, you but yeah that so that, that's but that's a great message for a song right yeah so super love must be one of the ones that's Pretty important to you. Yeah, that's a great song. It's so fun. Um, and the other singles that your company mm-hmm. and Flame. Yeah. So those of you playing along at home, you can download you can as, we, as we talk about it. Collect them all. Yeah. Collect them all. Um, now your third album, mm-hmm. April 2018, a year ago. Yep. Joyride. Joyride. That's a big one. That was a big milestone. Yeah. So explain why is that a milestone? Because that was like officially my second album, but okay. it was really like my third your album. Third album. Yeah. Right. Um, And by the way, Fiji Airways, for those of you who are wondering, has has both Joyride and Aquarius on it. On there. And yeah. And so when you're on that 11 hour flight, you can can listen listen to Tanasha. I I caught up on all her songs. Shout out to Fiji Airways. Exactly. We were like, (laughs) this is the right, we're in the right place. Um, Two of the songs I really like from that album, Faded Love. Yep. That's a great song. With Future. And Fires and Flames. Oh, that song's so nice. Such a good song. That's kind of my style. Yeah. I yeah. like, you know. Yeah, it's romantic. emotional. It's yeah. emotional. Um, 
if you ever do videos, let me know. I direct both of those. Oh yeah. Okay, great. Throw my hat into the ring for those two Good songs. Good to know. Um, and then, okay, the singles you released, Faded Love with Future, mm-hmm. No Drama mm-hmm. with Offset, mm-hmm. uh, Me So Bad with French Montana and Ty. Yeah. Um, so you've just had a steady stream of these hit song after hit song. It's been so fun. It's awesome. It's been awesome. Um, did you go on tour for that album? or now I did, like, spot dates, but right. I didn't do, like, an official tour. So how does that work now? That was, like, like, last year. These performances, like, when you do Penn State, they yeah, reach out. Yeah, or, like, I'm having a festival in, like, a week oh, coming up. So, yeah. So, what festival? Well, I'm not having a festival. I'm <laughs> attending. I'm performing at right. a festival. Which one? Um, Pot of Gold Festival in Arizona. Oh, cool. So it's like, yeah, cool. I get to stay busy and fly all different places. And How many songs do you do when you perform something like that? I think this will probably be, like, an hour set. Usually, festivals are usually kind of long. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Penn State, how long is that? Penn State set? was an hour too. Really? Yeah. So how do you decide? Because I'm a huge like Dave Matthews band fan. Yeah. And I go to every show. Yeah. In that I can get to, and every single set list is different of yeah. every concert I've ever seen. But he has like hundreds of songs. That's to amazing, choose from. though. But do you? I wish I could do it. Do you cater show each? Well, do you kind of do the order differently or cater it? Not really. You have to kind of. I want order. to. I want to. Well, we have pretty set in stone because I have you know my whole choreography, my my screens. My there's just like a lot of things uh, that right. go into it. It's a different so kind of show, kinda, right? Yeah. Right. But um, and you have to deliver certain hits that people want to hear. Right. And you kind of have to save some for the end. Right. So, so yeah, we typically two on fall in there. Two on is usually two on. I've played with. I've played with putting two on at the beginning. Right. To hype them I've up. played with putting a two on at second to last, which I think it currently is. But it usually, for a long time, was the last song. It was right. the last song for like four years. Yeah. And I was just like, I need to put a different song <laughs> Right. <laughs> well, you just make them want it yeah, more yeah, yeah. until they get it. Um, yeah. And so that brings us back to 2019. And here so we now, are. And here we are. Today. And so now what are you working on next? So now we all met new, new. Right. Yeah. And so you're a free agent now, right? I am. Left I RCA. Am. And I left RCA finally after eight years. And what was, was there any reason or just fresh start? Just it's time for a new beginning. It's time to see what can happen next. Right. New chapter. And so what kind of music has started coming? Um. Well, we've just been exploring here. This is the studio that we're in right now. It's so awesome. yeah, we just kind of like do whatever we feel like that day. Right. But you know, the music is, it's not like too dramatically different from stuff I've done in the past. It's right. just like, however I feel. How would you describe it? Is it? I'd like say R&B, it's like rhythmic. Pop. I would say it's like rhythmic. There's pop elements. There's R&B elements. Right. So, some days it leans into one or more of the other. Some right. days it's yeah, more hip hop. Some days it's more experimental. It's like Just your own thing. I, yeah, it's however I feel. It's your own brand. Yeah. Um, and so let's see. What else? I thought, did we get every song? That's, we did. that's the whole thing. We did them all. And so, oh, I was going to ask you, like, for this songwriting process now, mm-hmm. do you take stuff that's happened to you, things you've been through? Oh, yeah. Like relationships, trips. Of course. You know, which, by the way, we need to do a song. We need to do a song about Fiji. I we forgot to mention one. that the whole trip, starting at Cloud one. Nine, we did a rap, kind of, I would describe it as. Yeah, it's pretty much a rap. A rap called Fantasy Island yeah. that we need to finish. That we're going to lay down one day. <laughs> and we're going to play it for Jeff <laughs> when he gets back. Um, and so whatever is going on in your life kind of guides the direction of yeah. your music. Yeah, I think that's always an inspiration point. And always is something that I can just use as like a backbone for. Right. Yeah. It's like the story you want to tell. Exactly. I like that. Um, well, I hope to write with you. You uh, should. I feel like I write, I write scripts. I've written one song. So I feel like if you can write 
screen if you could be a screenwriter, maybe you can be a songwriter. Why not? I don't know. Give it a shot. I'm definitely good at rhyming. Give it a shot. That I can do. I can write, <laughs> I can write poems. Um, so I'm excited to see what's next for you. Me too. I know a lot of people out there are excited. Very much so. Um, it'll be your fourth studio album, right? Yep, yep. It will be. Well, depends on who you ask. <laughs> oh, right. Well, to me, it's the fourth. Yeah. And I think, you know, Rent also introduced you to a whole new audience. Yes. So that'll be exciting. I'm going very forward. excited for what's going to happen the rest of the year. With that career. Yeah. A lot of a lot of big moves on the horizon. So now I do want to ask you about acting. Like, if you could be in a kind of movie, what kind of movie out there? Because right now I was going to say Netflix has a lot of these like yeah. high school, college romantic comedy type things. Oh yeah, Are not, that. Those? not no, that. Not that. No, that. I was going to say if I wanted to be like my dream role, it would be like Tomb Raider esque. Oh, like action. Yeah, like I'm going to come in and be like, get on the ground, you know? Okay. Yeah. So, so badass. Yeah, badass. Got it. <laughs> Good to know. I'll yeah. keep that in mind. Um, okay, so the last thing we do on the podcast is called the mystery question. Okay. So I have the guest from my last podcast seal right. a question in an envelope. Even I don't know what it is. Okay. So the guest on the last podcast was Eddie Gathegi mm. from Twilight. Beautiful. You know Eddie? Yes. Um, he's on Startup on uh, Crackle. So here is the envelope. Let's open it up. And then I'll have you leave one for my next guest, whoever that okay. may be. And it could be about anything. Can I rip it? Yeah, totally. And this is how we end each show. I like it because I don't know what it is. All right, my question is, who is the single person who most impacted your life? Wow. I'm going to have to go with my mom because, you know, came right at her. So <laughs> I'm going to have to say her. Yeah. But also just obviously in, you know, just the support system that my parents have always had. I give them a lot of credit for how far I've come because they've really instilled that self-confidence. Totally. And if you had to give advice for somebody who wants to become a performer, what advice would you give? Don't stop because it's really easy, much easier to quit because this business is hard. Entertainment business is difficult. The music industry is so cutthroat and you just have to stay true and stay on it. Keep going. Stay on the course. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love it. Amazing. Thanks. This was so much fun. Wasn't it cool? Yeah. Got to relive your past. And look forward to the future. Uh, well, I'm going to give you a card now. You're going to leave a question Great. for my next guest. But I'm not going to tell you what it is. No, don't tell me what it is. That's a wrap <laughs> on episode 48. Yeah. We did it. Thank you, Tasha. Bye, guys. For having me in the studio. Thank you. Uh, can't wait to see what's next. Thanks for doing this. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And I will talk to you next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.